The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Indeed, a warm welcome to your TNM Express. Your star flat new frequency 91.3 FM audio streaming at www.vocfm.co.za 95.fm in the Boland and 90.7, 90.9 ocean to ocean, 10th of February 2020, corresponding with the 15th of your mile, 1441. We want to say a big thank you to Data Spices of um, uh, College Road in Rylands, as well as to Shadow for the contri- uh, contribution towards the distribution of goodies to uh, underprivileged school in Mitchell's Plain. And a big, big thank you to you guys then first up we're focusing on uh, you know our motivational talk this morning it is monday and every second monday we have a motivational speaker and today once again life coach malcolm phillies with us malcolm good morning to you and a warm welcome good morning asha thank you it's a pleasure having you with us once again because i think every now and then we all need to declutter and we all need to you know just move a bit forward because many times mm. we get stuck where we are and we don't think we we can't seem to get out of that um unfortunately <laughs> and we need a bit of a just let's say a hops to wiki yeah <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, when we speak, just just a question here, Malcolm. When one speaks about um, hoarding or decluttering, mm. and obviously, you know, many times people think of the physical, you know, throwing things out yes. um, because you've hoarded it now for so long. But then also we, we find that um, there are things that you attach sentimental value to as well. Yes. And very often we know that, you know, that is that is the physical. But when it comes to the, to the, to the spiritual or the mind side, mm. there are still things that you do that to... You yes. keep some things and you would, would, would let go of some things. And sometimes it's the things that you, that, that is, that is keep, keeping you stuck. That is, that is that what you're holding on to, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's quite an interesting thing because ultimately when we get into the space of hoarding, it's yes. about a collection of things. Now I need to say there's a difference between hoarding and collecting. A, and collecting. Okay. <laughs> right? There must be value, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. So when we collect, you might have a collector's item as uh-huh. an example. So you get some guys that does um, paint collections or stamp collections or whatever. There's an actual purpose and need um, attached to it. Mm-hmm. Hoarding is, and okay, I'm going to use myself as an example. So I bought a new um, cabinet for my um, office at home. And I needed to get it through the garage into my office. And then I realized there is no space to come through the garage. And as I went through the garage, I was like, okay, I need to create this little space. Created the space and I realized I've got so much junk mm-hmm. that is here and I've got no reason why. And I think our biggest thing that we have in mind is just in case. You know, I can't throw this in a way just in case. And so just in case kind of creates a problem for us. It's almost like when you go to traveling somewhere and you pack five jackets and five jeans and everything for just, just in, in case. case. <laughs> but we never actually get to a point to using it. And I think that for me was where I kind of woke up and said, wait a minute, we need to start cleaning out these things. Because it's not a healthy space to be in um, at all. Um, I'm a runner, so I buy running shoes quite often. And then, you know, you kind of keep the box because the box is your guarantee and mm-hmm. all these things and i'm like but i bought those shoes three years ago that box really has got no purpose in my life so it's about really we kind of stack and we stack and what you were mentioning earlier about the sentimental value yes remember we attach a value to something 
And sometimes the value we actually need to question, what is my relationship to this item? What is my value that I've attached to it? Is it really so much worth that what I'm actually holding on to? And if we reflect back on our previous session, we spoke about goal setting. Mm-hmm. And about when it comes to hoarding and decluttering, it's really a goal that I need to set for myself is to say, I need to clean up. And I think our challenge is that we get different levels of hoarding. Yes. Level one is just, you know, the kind of light, Malcolm's boxes and these kind of things that's there. Level five, which is like the highest, and that's where I really would um, encourage people to get some professional help. Not a coach, because a coach will tell you about goals, but maybe there's some other things that sits behind it that needs a bit of healing on things. Yeah. So then there are developmental stages of hoarding as well. If, yeah. if So how do I recognize, you've mentioned these stages. How yeah. do I recognize what stage I am in? It is the level and the amount of um, stuff that you got around you. So as an example, have you ever visited somebody's house and they say, take a seat? You look around and you ask yourself, where? <laughs> and then you're like, okay, I don't want to be disrespectful, so I, I just kind of do the polite nod. Yes. I tell me where to sit. Um, those are the kind of indications to say, wait a minute, I don't even have space for people to sit in. My house is smelling. It's got a bit of an odor that doesn't, you know, it's not normal. And people, I can see the expressions of people's faces as well. And that is where you kind of get to the highest level, where it's really about, okay, wait a minute, I need to get some help. The first part is just like kind of, you know, let's call it collecting um, for, for that, where there's like five pairs of shoe boxes as an example. There's um, papers and things and whatever. And I mean, I remember growing up, we, um, I think in our communities, we like recycling newspapers. I don't ever see them going anywhere, mm-hmm. but we had this stack of newspapers that you just stack up and stack up. And you realize that, okay, it started with that, but now I don't even have space for myself to move. And the challenge with hoarding is that it does affect us um, emotionally, it does affect us physically and physiologically. So how do I actually navigate my own house? How do I actually kind of, and you know, you get to a point where you kind of give up. I don't know what to do anymore. And that's when you can see where the signs are that, wait a minute, I'm struggling. So it might start off with something, call it innocently, just kind of adding and those kind of things. But then afterwards, when it gets, we can move through those various stages and you can see the grass is growing too long. The pool is not even being attended to everything. And okay. those are underlying. So you can see this sense of underlying issues that's developing more than what it is just about the collecting of items that actually has got no value to it. That's physical clutter when you say you see the neglect of things. But yes. what happens, you know, to the physical, to yourself, personal self, yes. when it comes to, you know, um, cluttering and hoarding that emotions? Inner emotions. And for me personally, it's when I see, when I get into a space, I cannot think clearly. So that already from a mental perspective, it affects me in, in that way. Um, and most of us, we want to be creative in one way. That creative doesn't mean necessarily drawing or painting, but it actually means that just coming up with new thoughts, doing something yes. differently. But when you're in a space like that, you can't think clearly. Um, I used to have a desk um, when I worked in corporate and my neighbor, she would always like, Malcolm, Mark, net to us a belief, but stick in my oh. So <laughs> I had to start clearing and I actually realized I can't find my things. Now, when you can't find things, what happens? You get frustrated, you get annoyed, you get what, you know, and then what you do, end up just go buying another one kind of thing. But you can see from a mental and from a physiological point of view, it does affect us because now I'm stressed. Um, it creates anxiety. It creates all other issues um, within our lives. So just clearing your physical space already has got an impact on your mental state. Sleep as well, um, just by clearing it out, um, you can sleep much better. Um, you know, because 
personally, I don't like closed spaces. I like a lot of space. So if it gets closed up, it feels a bit awkward. Is there such a thing as organized chaos? As People organized often <laughs> refer to, no, it's organized chaos. I think, um, okay. You know, I need to be sensitive to people. <laughs> so there might be something like that, but there's also this thing where we pacify ourselves with certain words. Mm. And then we say, okay, fine, let me justify where I'm at because people won't understand my mess. And yes, at times I know where my mess is, but then I know exactly where to find it. The challenge is if you organize chaos, you're so organized that you yourself can't find it's a problem. So those are some of the indicators to say that, wait a minute, there's not organized mess. This is just a mess. And I actually need to clear out. Do I really need all these reports on my desk? It's haven't been used for two years. Maybe I just need to move it out somewhere else and, you know, create space for me so that I can actually work with today's stuff. Yeah. Okay. Then this brings us, you, you've mentioned earlier on, you know, there comes a time when you don't need a, a life coach. You actually need professional help. Yes. How do you distinguish, you know, or differentiate between the two? Between the two. So professional help, um, say from a psychologist or counseling point of view, they deal with healing. So if I've got OCD as an example, um, that is something from a coach perspective, we move forward. But that's an underlying healing that needs to take place there. And Tolan and Thompson, um, Tomkin, they suggest um, a therapy called um, cognitive, cognitive behavioral um, yeah, and that kind of helps you from a therapeutic point of view to kind of deal with those things. It helps you to look at things differently. What's the value that I attach to it and all those kind of things. And then they will be able to move you forward um, from that point. So when there's healing to do, when you suffer from anxiety, when you suffer from depression, those are all things that contribute to this whole thing about wooding. It's like I don't even have the energy to clean up. I don't even have that. So that is something where a professional counselor or psychologist will be able to work well. Where coaching comes in is to say, okay, fine, now that the healing is there and we need to now clear this thing, let's set our goals. Let's kind of make a plan of how we're going to do this. Because if your entire house is kind of in a mess, it does become challenging just to know where to start. And that's where coaching can help you is to say, okay, let's set a goal, right? Where are we going to start? What's going to be the plan? What do we need in order to do this? And then we can move forward um, from that point, yeah. You've mentioned OCD, which is com uh, obsessive compulsive, compulsive disorder. Yes. Um, do you find that, um, and, and how does it, you know, how does it relate to, to cluttering? Mm. Or how does it relate to, to hoarding? Yeah. Because they, they're very... Um, well, how can one say they're, they're obsessive? So do they, or do they also become hoarders? Potentially. So hoarding oh in word. itself can show up on its own uh -huh. uh, as its own thing and not actually related to that, but it can also show up as a result of either OCD or anxiety or depression. So it's almost like a, uh, an indicator to say there's something else is going on. So... So it's growing an attachment to something. There we go. Growing attachment to something. Don't want people to touch my stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't want to be moving my stuff and those kind of things. But I myself also not doing anything about it. So it's those kind of things that kind of... So hoarding then becomes almost like a symptom of one of those underlying issues that needs to be dealt with. Let's speak about the benefits of decluttering because I think, you know, it's amazing how you set all of these things out and speak about it and how it affects the person, you yeah. know, the holistic being, unfortunately. Yes, and that's the thing. It, it's, it all, remember, our heart, our mind, and our body all works together in sync, and we can never separate the one from the other. Um, and to live fully, you actually need to incorporate all three.
And so when we start with the process to say, okay, fine, we've gone through this process, we actually made a decision we want to declutter. Some of the benefits is, number one, it reduced stress and anxiety. I don't have to look for anything. So I think that from, for me from a stressful point. But it's also just about when you step into a space that you're not feeling comfortable with, you do have a sense of anxiety. So having a process of decluttering actually allows you that process to say, okay, I can don't have to stress. I don't have to feel anxious when I come into this room. I personally, when I step into my study and it looks like, you know, I kind of just move out. And it's like until the day that I decide let's clean it out, then I can actually move into the study again. So it reduces um, stress and anxiety and kind of gives you not another um, opportunity to kind of live fully. Other thing is it improves your sleep. Now, what comes with hoarding? With hoarding comes dust. With dust comes a whole lot of other issues mm-hmm. and a whole Health lot of other sick. little bites and things that you don't want at night, right? So when they say don't let the bed bugs bite at night, it's like sometimes when a house is clean. When a house is clean, we actually you can sleep much better. You can feel it ease. Because remember, the stress and anxiety also kind of simmers, so which means I can sleep a bit better. I can get my deep sleeps in. Also boost um, productivity and creativity. So I can be a bit more creative. I can be a bit more productive. Um, you can sit in a clean space and be able to do what it is. Now, we can go to the extreme eh, where we get from hoarding to clinically clean. <laughs> and <laughs> so we're not going to touch on that, but it's just to be wary to say it's all on a continuum. And I can go from one extreme to other extreme. It's about finding the happy medium that works for me. Where I'm, and my check is normally, am I as productive as I can be, as I'm a creative as I can be, and those kind of things. Decluttering always will allow you, also may allow you to find lost treasures. You know that thing that you were looking for all this time and you gave up? Sometimes decluttering is kind of, it just helps you. It's like, finally I found it. And that's what you keep. And then the other thing you can discard. Um, as it comes on, it saves you money. Um, when I kind of cleared out the one area, I found a whole pack of books. So I need books to make notes and stuff like that. And it actually saved me I mean, quite a few hundred rand just not having to buy extra books. I've got my notebooks now that I can use. And all just by making a decision to click declutter. Um, and it's easier if your home is clean to keep it clean. You know, it's just when you kind of start that process, it's overwhelming. Um, but when you go through that pain and you kind of get to a point where it's decluttered, it's easier to keep it clean and to keep it tidy. Listeners, we have Malcolm Phillies, our life coach, online, um, in studio with us this morning, focusing on hoarding and decluttering. And I think when we speak about decluttering, you've mentioned earlier, you know, that physical uh, um, uh, part of it where, um, you know, a detachment of things as mm. well as, um, you know, better health because you're decluttering yes. as well. But there's sometimes great emotions that goes hand in hand with yep. that as well. Can we go for an ad break and come back and speak about the emotional side there? Stay tuned, listeners. The Voice of the Cape. FM Stereo Indeed, a warm welcome to listeners to 91.3 FM. This is indeed a motivational talk every second week with life coach Michael uh, Malcolm Felix and focusing on hoarding and decluttering this morning. And we've focused on the benefits of decluttering and the physical um, aspect thereof mm. as well. Malcolm, now we speak about the emotional side, that yep. emotional attachment that we often have, you know, to things. But we often uh, find that, um, you know, we, we're chatting about clearing a room and doing things. Yeah. But very often it's very difficult to clear the mind as well, unfortunately. Yeah. 
definitely. Yes, and I think in about two weeks' time we will have another discussion where we actually focus on the mind in mm-hmm. terms of how we declutter our mind because there's so much things going on in our mind. Indeed. And we just add and we add and we add to it. Um, I think in the break we just had a discussion about when you kind of upload things and save things on a computer. Um, you can only save so much until the computer tells you there is no more space. You need mm-hmm. to kind of delete some stuff. And we find ourselves in our own personal life, whether it be our mind and our lives, we just add and we add and we add and we forget to take out. And sometimes we need to take things out. And before you add, you need to take that time of reflection You say, is this actually necessary? So we're saying at the time when I received this, it was important to me. It's, it has no relevance anymore in my life. Exactly. So let go of it. It's like my shoeboxes. This is an example. <laughs> it was beneficial for the first two months because I might have to return it. But after that, really, I can either get rid of it and that. And our challenge that we sit with is that we, we place a value on something. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about that emotional attachment. If my mother gives me something as an example, that is an heirloom. That has got a lot of sentimental value to me. If the car in the yard, which is on bricks and rusted, is still standing there after five years, um, I'm trying to understand. It's like it might have been my first car, but it's not. Do you don't help realize me. there's depreciation going on all the time? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not a collector's one where I actually, you know, kind of panel beat it and paint it up and kind of, you know, when it is actually like a, what you call it, an authentic car. This is like just some rusted junk. Vintage. <laughs> Vintage, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- that's the distinction that we need to make. Mm-hmm. And however, we place our own values on things. And that is where CBT kind of comes in very important is to say what is the value that you actually attach to this particular item and have and, and like what you said is have it served its purpose if it served its purpose it needs to go in the same way that when we declutter our life as an example life evolves people move on you know we work together we go to school together but then life happens and we part ways yes. and sometimes that's part of your decluttering that you need to do of your life to say i'm on a new journey now who's with me on this journey who's no longer on me a journey but we have this thing where we find it difficult to let go and that's where the challenge lies is i am i able to let go of things that does not have any value for me now um, sometimes we think there's going to be future value. Like they say, style never goes out of fashion. Mm-hmm. So my bell bottoms is going to become bootleggers. And, you know, <laughs> I like that. And one. I want to fit back into my 16 year old body and whatever. You know, maybe it happened, maybe it doesn't. But, you know, sometimes it's good to kind of let go. Sometimes also when we let go. So if you think about it, actually, if I unpack my cupboard as an example, mm-hmm. and I decide to let go a few of that items. Besides clearing out my space, I can potentially help somebody else. There we go. I can, you know, be it's of service for it. to community. So in other words, you revalue it and you recreate its purpose in terms of something that's serving me to something that can serve someone else. And in that way, it becomes bigger than us. So decluttering is not just about me. It starts with me and making that decision. Um, but it also goes bigger to say, Maybe somebody else needs this at this point. One in time. man's trash might be another one's treasure, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And yeah, so just when we do that, make sure before your trash <laughs> and it needs to be a treasure, make sure it's nice treasure. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. And I think that is very important as well. Um, you know, presentation and all of that when when you do give something to somebody yeah. that is of no use to you unfortunately anymore. So that, that um emotional that 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 uh, concludes our emotional attachment yes. to things as well and i think you know what like you've mentioned um 
know what is sentimental, know um, for yourself what it is and how your emotions would be attached, but how you can detach as well, which is important to learn to detach yourself. Learn to detach. And that's our problem is that we hold on to things and for whatever reason that might be. And our challenge is when we hold on, we keep recycling the same emotion to it. Whereas actually you need to sit still and say, where am I at? And I mean, if we go into a process of how to declutter, I mean, one of the things is you need to decide what is of value and what is not, and how you decide what the value is. Indeed. And then we have some more points that you wish to discuss with us yep. as well, and that is the physiological. Um, tell us more, you know, when you refer to physi physiological and we speak about yep. hoarding and decluttering. So from a being, your entire being point of view, and I yes. think all of the things that we discussed so far kind of attach or kind of impact. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, one of the indicators for me where I was kind of in a bad space, if I can put it that way, my study was in a mess. Um, everything else is like, you know, I've got no list for anything else. Um, the other thing is I picked up weight and it was like, and as a runner, you don't want to pick up weight. If there's something you, you rather want to lose, especially if they run long distance. So those so are some you, of the things. So if you're picking up weight, then don't, don't run behind somebody else because they might share it and you might pick it up. <laughs> 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 that's it. Yeah, don't think about that. He's cheating on their side. Uh, I think that's good encouragement for me to run in front now. <laughs> but it's those kind of things where you actually start noticing in yourself to mm. say there's some bodily changes here. There's something. I wonder where this is coming from. There might be some other medical reasons or whatever reasons, and that's fine. But it's good to reflect and say what happened here. What has shifted? What is different now? And maybe I need to set that new goal in saying I need to clean up my space, um, whatever that might be. Yeah. So obviously you're going to share some tips with our listeners this morning mm. with regards to decluttering and you know looking after yourself and looking after the spaces and we, we often find that when you declutter that you find different value even for the space there as well. Absolutely. Um, something with boxes of what newspapers or plastic bags that we all like to keep. Um, if you remove that space, you actually see I can now move with this unit in a different way. Um, have you ever tried to rearrange a lounge? Mm -hmm. And there's so much things in the lounge. You don't even know if I can move the cabinet left to right. And there's like, no, that's not going to work. But if you clear out the lounge and then you start bringing things in, it makes a big difference. Because now you can picture to say, wait a minute, I actually don't need five settee sets <laughs> or something. Mm -hmm. I only need the two because these are the kind of visitors that have been coming on. This is, I can put this unit now here and kind of move it. And sometimes those changes also help us in terms of our creativity. But that new space, and they say change is as good as a holiday. Um, I need to go on many holidays at times. <laughs> so I need to change things around and kind of, you know, recreate things. And that's what we can do here. Okay. Um, now we're looking at you, a uh, life coach, your motivational mm -hmm. speaker. You're really busy with, uh, you know, assisting others as well. Yeah. As a life coach, um, do you go out to companies? Tell us more about what it is that you do uh, apart from being on radio with us and mm -hmm. guiding us this morning, you know, while listeners tune this morning as well. Yeah, no, thanks for that. These yeah. are free sessions. Uh, free sessions, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so uh, as a coach, I'm, I'm an executive coach as well, an executive and leadership coach, and I do life coaching. And for organizations, what I do, I do um, leadership coaching where I help leaders basically to lead in a way that they need to that is productive and it's also best for their teams as such. Also do team coaching where we kind of take a team and we say, okay, fine, the team has got goals and objectives that they want to achieve. How are we going to do that best? So it's not just top down, it's bottom up as well. Absolutely. So from an organizational point of view, I always suggest to say, okay, fine, yes, we've got a leadership thing that's going, but what's happening to the team? My 
hope and aspiration is by working with the leaders, I create an environment for the teams that will be conducive for them to be fully productive. Um, I also believe in work-life integration. So how do we actually do that? I read an article this morning where a CEO has avoided or manages her burnout by putting her family first. In today's corporate world, putting family first is like a secondary you know, thought. It's about you must get your work done. We kind of pay you per annum so you're with us for the entire year. So it's about working with the teams and with individuals of how to structure their times, how to work with what is it and also their abilities in terms of how do I manage myself and others. And the whole thing about letting go, there's certain things that I need to let go as well. Some of them find it very difficult to delegate. So we work on those kind of aspects as well. And yeah. What do the kids sing nowadays? Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Let's go for ads instead. Listeners do stay tuned. <laughs> the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good morning to our listeners. Tent 91.3 FM audio streaming at www.vocfm.co.za. 95.0 FM in the Bonanza, 90.7, 90.9 ocean to ocean. So our motivational speaker every second Monday, Malcolm Felix. Uh, Felix speaking about, um, and he's a life coach, executive lead, executive leadership as well. And the topic this morning was hoarding and decluttering. And, and I think, you know, uh, very often we think it's only for um, executives, it's only for professionals, you know, that needs all of these. But we forget yep. that within our very own home, we need to do all of these as well. You know, the decluttering mm-hmm. and all of that. So it's, it's not. Um, and, and I think very often we think that, you know what? So um, the professionals can go for it. We yep. don't need it. You know, but it's, it's very important that we empower ourselves so that our children don't fall into the same trap. Absolutely. We need to lead by example. And remember, our children grow up within a certain space. Yes. And they adopt whatever the practices are until they decide no, I want something different. So something that we need to do, and from a life coaching point of view, that's where life coaching comes in, is how do I manage my life? How do I actually navigate what this thing called life is all about? And when it comes to the decluttering, it's really about making a point to say, I've come so far in my life, this is what it has been. It has served me to a particular point in a certain way, but I want something different. And that's where you have to start setting the goals, start making the decision to say, I want something different, and why am I doing this? Because I want to leave a legacy with my kids. Because I want to show them that things can be better, can be done in a different way. And really, it doesn't matter where you stay. You can stay in a mansion or you can stay in a shack. It doesn't matter. But if you manage yourself in a certain way, you will find that even your shack will become a mansion in terms of where you feel at home. And, you know, this thing, home is where you can feel that you are at home. The more you have, the, mo- the more you have to worry about, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. And that's why you always find the man on the street has no worries. Yeah, so he's got his own little particular challenges, but I think each one of us, like you say, the more you have, the more you have to worry about, the more you have to concern yourself about. And it's about how do I actually manage myself in such a way that my life is a full life Mm -hmm. where I, when I put my head on my pillow at night, I can be at peace. When I'm able to get up in the morning, I know I can start positively the day because there's something new, opportunities. Don't even know what it is at times. And it might be a challenge, but even within the challenge is an opportunity that I can look at. So my way of looking at life will change. Yeah. So obviously, so when you when you go to bed, you need to reflect. 
you need to reflect. And I think that's one of our key challenges that we find today. We never take time to reflect. Even if it's 15 minutes a day, it's like I'm starting this morning. What is it that I'm going to do for the day? I wonder what new thing will come. And also, what went right and wrong yesterday mm-hmm. or this afternoon or this morning? And how can I do it differently? Unless we reflect, we go on this little treadmill that just runs, 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 and we never get off. And we know what happens. You burn out, and afterwards, that's when we crash, is the time when we actually want to reevaluate our lives. Sometimes that can be too late. Why not do it now while you're still healthy and fully functional and say, let me make changes now so that I don't get to the crash. Indeed, in the year still young, there's always a time to start as well. Absolutely. It's never too late. It's, you know, it's never, never too late. Too late. Well, how can people make contact with you? Um, they can contact me on my email address, which is Malcolm, M-A-L-C-O-L-M, at mindflip.co.za. Um, or they contact me on, on my cell phone number, which is 83 that's over three double five two double zero two five. That's correct. Yeah. And and very often we think it's only you know for we're looking at professionals, obviously yeah. educators, um, mm. you know teachers can come along, or you can go to schools and do this with 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 the staff as well. With the staff as well, yeah. So absolutely amazing. And I think many times they need that because you know the, the double lives that one live. Yes. <laughs> many <laughs> times with so many other little minds that you have within your, your class as well. Absolutely. So um, in two weeks time we'll doing the mind uh, thingy as yeah. well, decluttering the, 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 the mind. mind. Yeah. So listeners, it's, it's the program you, you cannot miss. Any final words from your side maybe motivational um, you know, quote that you want to leave <laughs> our listeners with? Yeah. Um, so the one thing that I want to say is because you are able to you can do it and I think that's a key thing for us is just visualize it like we mentioned at the end of the previous session visualize your goal you are able to it it is what's inherent with you you just need to make that choice and one superpower that we all have been given is the power of choice so use it to your benefit Malcolm thank you so much all the best and we see you in two weeks time God bless thank you Aisha you're see welcome. you then